Arizona's sports station. The Rundown Reload. Rundown Reload. It is the Rundown May 7th edition. I'm your host, Luke Lipinski, Michaela Perkins, producing as always. And today, specifically, we're just going to look at the NFL schedule because it just came out in the last hour. And this is always a big day on the NFL calendar. Of course, everything in sports right now is enhanced. Feels like 100 times over if we actually have a, uh, a meaningful sporting event to talk about. And yes, this is the schedule release. I get that we already know what teams, we already knew what teams the Cardinals and all these other teams were going to play, but it's still a big day in, in early May every year to see how the schedule breaks out, to see what your road trips look like, when the bye week is, who you open with. I think it's important for a team like the Cardinals to see how many primetime games you get. So we're going to get into all of that here. It's going to be a quick show like they have been for the podcast uh, since we started going to that platform. And again, we'll go back to being on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station from 6 to 8 on weeknights when things get back to normal. But for now, we're just going to kind of go rapid fire here. And today's topic is certainly the NFL. Outside of the Cardinals, before we jump into their schedule, uh, what we got Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in week one. Some of the big quarterback matchups over the course of the season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson in week three. If you're looking at when that first game in Vegas is going to be, it is Monday Night Football, week two, September 21st, Raiders against the Saints. So that's it's kind of fitting. The first uh, Vegas game is on a Monday night in week two. But the game on Christmas this year, this is weird. A Christmas game between the Saints and the Vikings on a Friday. I've made this point a few times. And at the beginning, I was half joking. Now I'm, I'm not so sure that I am. The NFL used to have games on Sundays and Mondays. And then they extended to Thursdays. And occasionally they have Saturday games late in the season. And, and certainly, you know, in the playoffs, you have to. So what, that's already four of the seven days of the week. In the past, Fridays have been sacred for the most part because of high school football. But the joke that's quickly not becoming a joke is if there's not going to be high school football or college football, but there somehow is NFL football on time, they're just going to take over the entire week. <laughs> they really are, because they've got to give them Friday now, too. So they've covered Thursdays, a Friday, a little bit of Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays this season already. Now, the caveat, of course, with the NFL schedule, and uh, they did a pretty good job of laying this out here this afternoon and evening, this could all change, and that's just the reality. Any other year, you see the schedule, and you're locked into it. We all know it could change. Uh, the NFL put out a release today saying if, if the season gets delayed, the early weeks might just get played after week 17. So, like, the way that is is, if, you know, they, they make this plan. You have to make the plan as if things are going to be able to proceed on schedule because the start of the NFL season is still four months away. I think how much can could feasibly get better in the next four months. It might not even take four months. So you have to you have to plan optimistically. Otherwise, if things go well and you didn't plan that way, what, what are you going to do? You're not going to have a schedule. You're not going to have anything uh, planned out. Just have contingency plans. Know you may have to adjust. And the NFL is, uh, at least for now, saying all the right things. So if the season gets delayed and they don't start till week four, let's say, well, then week four would be the opening week. And then weeks one, two, and three would just be weeks 15, 16, and 17. And they say flat out that any week could serve as opening week. Um the Super Bowl is scheduled for February 7th, but that could be pushed back by weeks. Talked about this yesterday. You know, the NFL wants to start on time. If they are presented with the option of, hey, you start on September 7th or whatever it is, 
but you can't have fans. Or if you push it back to late October, you can have fans. Well, then they're they're gonna they're gonna do that. September thirteenth, by the way, is, is the first Sunday of the season. So if they are presented with the opportunity to start September thirteenth, but no fans, or October nineteenth with fans, then they're probably gonna lean the other way and and just push the season back a few weeks. They can do that. They don't they don't have the restrictions that say baseball does when it comes to weather. They don't want to be playing playoff games in three feet of snow in Green Bay. But, you know, the Packers just took a backup quarterback in the first round instead of taking a skill position player to help Aaron Rodgers anyway, so that might not be an issue. But uh, but the, the NFL can play in the snow in terrible weather. Baseball can't. <laughs> they really can't. So the NFL has a little more flexibility there, and also the NFL has uh, the, I, I hope, is an advantage that their season isn't even scheduled to start for a little over four months still. But the, uh, the schedule release coming out today I want to look at the Cardinals and I'm just going to approach this as if things are going to happen as as planned that's that's how I'm going to approach it and I got to be honest two things stand out to me at the very beginning one of them may sound crazy and it could get completely tossed out the window if there is a delay to the start of the season but remember I'm not approaching it that way that bye week in week eight I love it I don't typically pull up the Cardinals' schedule on on schedule reveal day and and frantically look for the bye week. I understand that that's the most boring week of the season. But if we're talking about a team with playoff aspirations, and like legitimate playoff aspirations, not, oh, all 32 teams have playoff aspirations. Okay, well, then like 10 of them are lying to themselves every year. The Cardinals, two years ago, if they had playoff aspirations, were lying to themselves. This year, I think they're a legit threat. I think they're a legit threat because seven teams make it in the NFC. I think they're a legit threat because they may very well pass the Rams in the division and contend with Seattle and maybe even San Francisco, at least in the sense that they'll they'll be competitive on the field with the 49ers. And I think the Cardinals' upside, I, I think their upside is like nine or ten wins. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you steal an 11th. I think that the floor for them has to be seven wins. Otherwise, we have every right to be upset, assuming it's a full 16-game schedule and everything. So if that's the case, that bye week in the middle of the season is huge. Talk to any any former players, current players, coaches, people that, that have been involved in the game and people that have, especially players, because players know the toll that an NFL game takes on their bodies. And they know the toll that playing on a Thursday night after a Sunday takes on their bodies. And it's not just because they don't, like, it's, it's not just, oh, that hurts. It's, well, you know, our whole routine is throw off. We, we usually do this on Wednesdays and this on Thursdays and this on Fridays. Play a game on Thursday, you're not doing any of that stuff. It's all just basically condensed into those first couple days of the week. It's sort of similar with the bye week in the sense that that is an island in the middle of the just desert of football brutality. So if you have that island in week four, all right, I mean, you'll take it. Injuries can happen at any point in the season. But then you've got to play weeks five through 17. And if, like, again, like I'm saying, if you're going to be a playoff team, you're stepping right into the playoffs probably without a bye week unless you're the the number one team in your conference now. That's going to wear you down. Those teams, I don't have, like, empirical data in front of me to, to prove it, so... Let's just take my word for it. Hopefully I'm right. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you you know this. You see this. There may be exceptions, but those exceptions to me prove the rule. Unless it is a dominant team, 
a team with a bye week in week four or week five, they typically don't go very far in the playoffs because they're beat up by week 15, 16, 17. So then you're just kind of stumbling into the playoffs. It happens. Sometimes those teams just catch fire and they go on a run anyway. Sometimes those teams get a first-round bye in the playoffs, and that kind of makes up for it. Although, again, only one team in each conference gets that bye now with the new format. But if you're a fringy team, like the Cardinals heading into this season, a fringe playoff team, I think, you want that bye week in like 8, 9, or 10. Because even if it doesn't, like if you get it in week 13, that's fine if you are the Patriots. Maybe not the Patriots anymore. That's fine if you're the Chiefs or a team that expects to be playing deep into the playoffs. But again, if you're a fringy team and you get that bye week in week 13, you might be out of it by then. You might have been so beat up in week 5 and 6 that it caught up with you in weeks 8, 9, 10, 11, and, and that was it. And, and you're, just, you're done by the time the bye week hits. We've seen that happen before to the Cardinals. So I just think having that bye week in the middle of the season is huge. I know that's a boring thing to look at, but it's also a very important thing to look at. But I will tell you this, the thing that stood out to me even more than that, which isn't as important to the, the Cardinals' playoff chances, but I think it, it speaks volumes about their profile around the league, Week 6 in Dallas, Monday Night Football. Now, the Cardinals have another primetime game Thursday, Week 11 at Seattle. Every team has to have a primetime game, so that's cool. You know, we always get excited for Cardinals-Seahawks games. Kyler Murray against Russell Wilson now is a little more, a little more of a, a little more buzz to it. There's a chance that there are playoff implications. It's going to be the second time in the span of five weeks, but just four games for the Cardinals, they play Seattle. Like week seven, they play Seattle, then a bye week, then Miami, Buffalo, and Seattle again. So there's there's a lot of storylines to that game. But that doesn't really say anything about the national perception of the Cardinals, because every team has to have one primetime game. And nobody really likes playing on Thursdays. But that Monday night game, October 19th in Dallas, too. That's a showcase game. That's a legit showcase game. That is the NFL saying... We want everybody to see Kyler Murray running Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And oh, by the way, he's got DeAndre Hopkins. And who knows, that might be Larry Fitzgerald's last Monday Night Football game. I hate to, to bring up that narrative already, and it's May. But for the league to give the Cardinals a Monday Night game, that's one thing. For them to give the Cardinals a Monday Night game in Dallas, and early enough in the season, too, where no matter how the season plays out, that's that's a big game. It's week six. Nobody's out by week six. That's a showcase game. There's no other way to put it. Sometimes you get a Monday night game. I mean, they, they could have given the Cardinals a Monday night game and, I don't know, week 14 against the Giants or whatever. Okay. Like, that's cool. It's a Monday night game. They weren't giving them to the Cardinals after that uh, Josh Rosen, Steve Wilkes, Mike McCoy season. That's for sure. But it's not the same as a game in Dallas in October. Dallas has Super Bowl aspirations. They may be delusional. We'll, we'll find out. But that's that's the, the very first thing that jumped out to me on this schedule. Second thing was the bye. Third thing is the fact that if if we do play uh, as, as according to plan, the Cardinals are going to open the season in San Francisco against the defending NFC champs. I'm not going to say that's a showcase game. They have to play San Francisco twice anyway. That's a, that's a real good test, though, to begin the year. Remember, Cardinals won five games last year. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl and nearly won it. I get that. 
The Cardinals improved, I think, more than almost any team in the NFL on paper this offseason. But San Francisco did a decent job for themselves, too, all things considered. Cap constraints and and all that stuff. I I thought they had a good first round of the NFL draft, and and that's how they're going to add players right now, is by drafting them because they're going to be cheap and they don't have a lot of cap space. So there's a lot of ground for the Cardinals to make up on the 49ers. But make no doubt about it, that's the team you're trying to hunt down if you're the Cardinals. Your sights have to be set on the 49ers. Yes, you have to leapfrog the Rams. Yes, you have to leapfrog the Seahawks. And obviously those get incrementally more difficult. You may not leapfrog those teams or the 49ers this year. But your long-term goal right now, and long-term in the NFL really should be no more than two years, is setting your sights on the 49ers. And the Cardinals almost beat them once last year and should have beat them the second time. So you want to talk about a... A test to begin the year and a chance, really, if the Cardinals, can you imagine if they won that game, the message that would send to the league? Because after that, the Cardinals are home for Washington. I don't even know who Washington's quarterback is, and they certainly don't know who their quarterback is. Then home in week three against Detroit. I maintain the Cardinals win that game against the Lions last year if it's played any week other than week one, just because Arizona was so bad in the first half of that game. Remember, that was the game Cliff Kingsbury said at halftime. He wondered if he was going to have to get rid of his house he just bought. And now that we've all seen his house, we realize just how big of a deal that would have been. So those are two very winnable games after the San Francisco game. Then they go on the road for three straight. Carolina, the Jets, and that Monday night game in Dallas. Never really know what you're going to get from Carolina. The Jets are a team that's certainly beatable. Dallas is a test, certainly. I mean, you look at those first six games, and if I'm being completely impartial, I'm looking at... Games against San Francisco and Dallas, they, they quote, should lose. Games against Washington, Detroit, Detroit, and probably the Jets, even though it's a road game, that they should win. And then Carolina's kind of a swing game. If they come out of the first six games, three and three, I'll take that. They've won eight total games the last two years. And then after that, I'd like four and two, but I'll take three and three. And then after that, you've got a home game against Seattle, bye week, home game against Miami, home game against Buffalo. So there's a stretch of a month where the Cardinals don't have to leave Arizona. They play in Dallas on October 19th. They play in Seattle on November 19th. Between those two games, they've got three home games and a bye week. Then to close out the season after that that second Seattle game in Seattle is in New England. So I, I guess against Jarrett Stidham, unless the Patriots go out and I, I don't know, Cam Newton? I don't know. I, I, they seem pretty content with Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer, but it's the Patriots, so you figure, especially by Week 12, they'll be rolling somehow. And then the other... There's not a lot of quirks to the schedule, I guess. I mean, the the, the stretch of three Eastern, con, or East, uh, Eastern time zone games in the first six games is a little strange. And then the, the three home games in the bye week for that month stretch in the middle of the season. But the last quirk to the schedule is the Cardinals don't play the Rams until week 13. And obviously you play them twice. So they will close out the season at home against the Rams in New York for a second time. That's another quirk, I guess. This time against the Giants. Home Philadelphia, home San Francisco, and then back to L.A. to take on the Rams, whose logo, by the way, still absolutely looks like the Chargers. So that's going to be confusing until one of them changes their logo again, which will happen in like a year. That's the Cardinals' schedule. Before it came out, before the order of the games came out, just knowing the teams that they play, 
and knowing the the improvements they, they've made this offseason, my thought was you got to win eight games this year, or you should win eight games this year. That should be your floor. I mean, I guess seven is your floor. A couple things, you know, could go wrong. It's It's a football season. But I think eight wins is a very reasonable expectation for this team. And I wouldn't be shocked if they get nine or ten. Now, I know I'm talking about a team that won five games last year and three games the year before, but the year before, that was a completely different team, basically top to bottom. And last year, they won five, but they tied a game, so it's like they almost won six, and they were in a few other games. They were in, they, they, they won a few games that were close, too, so I understand those could have swung the other way, but I just, I think this is a team that we should be demanding at least seven wins from with the hope for eight, a very, very real hope for eight, and maybe even nine or ten. Who knows beyond that? If they weren't in this division, I might set my sights a little bit higher and say, yeah, this could be a double-digit win team, and who knows, maybe you get 11. The only reason I even entertain that notion is because I do believe that when Kyler Murray starts winning football games in the NFL, he's not going to stop. This is a guy that's used to winning. He you know, he, he took his lumps last season. I don't want to say he was humbled because... Number one overall pick as a quarterback, you know you're going to a team that probably has a lot of work to do, and that was the case last year. But he's not somebody that's that's used to losing. He did. He took it in stride pretty well. You could tell, especially being at practice, that it really aided him to be losing these games. And it almost felt like he was just kind of making some mental notes for his second and third and fourth times through the league. So I, I can see a scenario where they go on, on a run this year and win like four games in a row or something, or they win five of seven, and then they, you know I, I, could, I could see them pushing towards double-digit wins. It's not so much based on the order of the schedule that we got today, because again, that could change, which is so weird. But just the improvements this team made, and I don't, who do you look at on the schedule and you're like, oh, they have no chance to win that game? That's the thing. Two years ago, two weeks into the season, you were like, well, they have no chance to win against anybody. Last year, you know, you kind of had the unknown with Kingsbury and Murray. Now you have a pretty good sense of what those two are about. If I'm looking at the schedule, I mean, normally I would say, okay, they're not beating New England in New England. And I wouldn't pick them to win in New England in November, late November. But that's not the same Patriots team. The two games against San Francisco, I mean, that's probably the best team they play, at least on paper right now, they almost beat San Francisco twice last year. Almost. So I don't look at those San Francisco games and say, well, they have no chance in those. And then these other games, Washington, Detroit, Carolina, the Jets, the Giants, Miami, Buffalo, the Rams, those are all beatable teams. You're not going to beat them all, but those are all winnable games. It's going to be an exciting season for the Cardinals. And I just, I mean, obviously more than anything else, hope it happens on time. And if it does, they will be opening in San Francisco against the 49ers on September 13th. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed the schedule reveal earlier this afternoon. Thanks to Michaela Perkins for producing. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Luke Lipinski. This has been The Rundown on ArizonaSports.com.